This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. It's Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for joining us. 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV. 4 to 6 p.m. for the first airing of a, the show on AMI Audio. So, Kels, which ones did you checkbox of the good morning habits and routines that we talked about in nutrition? Water. First thing of in the course, morning? But, yep. Uh, water. And I do the oatmeal, uh, oatmeal excuse me, the uh, Greek yogurt. Uh, oh, yeah. And I usually have a piece of fruit. I try okay. to squeeze that in if I can, but for sure the yogurt. Mm-hmm. And then I go and have an actual breakfast of cereal with some fruit. Okay. Yeah, I know later breakfast on. is for me, so we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, but so the you, water you're not even thing... heard from from uh, whatever, <laughs> let's see, a wake-up time for you. Mm. So you don't do anything involving food until like from 10 o'clock till noon. Maybe. You know, when you get up. Well, yeah, okay. But I walk <laughs> parts of my day, so that's uh, the implementation and of the, the seven-minute exercise. And the rest of it, I sleep exercise. because then, I'm, I'm yeah. weak Shh. I'm not eating breakfast. We're focusing on the good. Glass right. half full. So, you, so do you do the water since Jeff Ryman and I have yes, sworn yes. into this the last few years? Yeah, we love the water thing uh, on the show yep. and the team. We talk water all the time. So good on us, you know, pat on the back. Um, we're going to talk about skydiving a little bit. Operation Pegasus Jump is a uh, an initiative that aims to build resiliency by providing recreational challenges to support the physical, mental, and emotional well-being of veterans. And they serve uh, members in first respondents. And when we say recreational challenges, as I said, we're talking about skydiving. So in honor of Remembrance Day that's coming up, we're... Re- we're talking today to retired SGT major Tim Turner on the show, who's also one of the directors of the organizations. Uh, Tim, thank you for coming on the show. How are you? Hey, very good. Thanks for having me. So I would love to hear more about you. Uh, if you can describe a little bit about yourself, your career, before we get started on Operation Pegasus Jump. Yeah, absolutely. I spent uh, 23 years in the regular army with Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry and uh, two commando Canadian Airborne Regiment, and also spent some time with the Canadian Forces Parachute Team, the Skyhawks. I've got uh, tours in Cyprus, Croatia, Afghanistan, Middle East, and uh, West Africa, Sierra Leone. Wow. So much we could talk about. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, and then when I retired, I uh, rolled into the reserve, so I was still serving. Um, and I joined the Alberta Sheriff's and I was with the Executive Protection Unit uh, bodyguarding the Premiers of Alberta. And I went through five Premiers. Wow. That's absolutely fantastic. I mean, lots of good conversations. There are lots of, lots of stories that, you know, whatever you, 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 I'm sure, get asked to tell that you're comfortable with. But, you know, Tim, I always think about Remembrance Day and we all, I think, have our own take and our own viewpoints um, for myself on the level of, you know, back in the day when I remember, hey, we're off school to think about this. This wasn't a day, you know, you you would watch services on TV and do something recognizing the day. And in my case, I always felt very lucky th- to have people defend this country as we continue and very proud. But I'm always curious for a person, especially in your position, what does Remembrance Day itself mean to you at this time? Well, I mean, it's uh, it's a very close thing. Uh, Afghanistan, for instance, I had 136 men in my company. Um, so we're the direct action company. And I had uh, seven killed in action and no, over 30 wounded over the eight months in, on that particular tour. 
Uh, in Croatia, we had few people killed in action. We had a few people wounded, but we weren't the flavor of the day. So a lot of that wasn't reported back here. And um, yeah, so, I mean, that stuff hits home. It was, it's personal. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. And thank you for sharing some of that detail with us. How can we honor um, Remembrance Day? And I, as you said, or as I just said, it is personal for um, us individually. We're talking about different parts of the population thinking of Remembrance Day and recognizing it in very different ways, I guess. So how mm -hmm. can we honor it and how can we learn more about it? Where would you send us? Yeah, I think it's important to um, spend that time, go to your local Remembrance Day service, find out where it is. And uh, I understand people are busy and you know that might not be on top of their agenda, but at least take a couple of minutes out your day to remember um at the 11th minute it's important and uh you know you can just educate yourself and watch some of the shows and uh, mm. the nationals the national remembers day is uh broadcast uh, i encourage if you can't make it out to one if uh, due to weather watch that on tv and when mm -hmm. we're in school uh, growing up it's a given right it's a given that we recognize remembrance day through assemblies and we're all gathered together because we're all in the same building but you're right as we leave uh we have to take the the initiative so it's important that we understand that there are things still going on all around us where we can actually go and recognize oh absolutely there's all sorts of things going on in the community local legions are running them uh small towns run them uh there's always the as you said in the the schools mm. uh they have it a, a day prior or two days prior uh it's just good to get involved in that and wear your poppy yeah tim should we be doing more um would you if it were up to you should we recognize it in, on the 11th in a different way or or do a little more than we do in a country that I know many of us may come from other places where, um, you know, it, things are different, what they recognize a, a little bit about the, the, the wars, the, the services, the what impact it's had on them in a country like Canada, what would you like to see? I think we're seeing... Uh... What we have, I think, is good. Um, we do have quite a good uh, participation in these events. Uh, I was living in Alberta. That's where our brigade is in Edmonton. And I used to run the largest uh, parade in Alberta, which was at the Butter Dome at the University of Alberta. We'd have 5,000 spectators. And uh, we would have close to 800 on parade. Along with, that was the only broadcast uh, service in the province. So that was also televised. Um, wow. My daughter is a principal in uh, Edmonton and they the schools do a fantastic job at educating the kids and holding assemblies and bringing the veterans in. Um, so yeah, I think we're set up for success. I think it's going well. That's what I like to hear. I just always wonder, being especially with the schools, not really knowing, but just wondering, is there more? And, and again, we all have our own moments and things and doing it the way that we're comfortable with. Would you tell us a little bit about Operation Pegasus Jump and its mission? Yeah, absolutely. So Operation Pegasus Jump, a bunch of us got uh, Army guys and girls and, uh, you know, we're big skydivers and we thought, you know what, we love this. Uh, wouldn't this be great if we could bring other veterans and first responders um, and, you know, get together, learn how to skydive. And for those who are qualified skydivers, um, they can come out and we'll get them recertified, get them requalified, and they can go and uh, jump while we're running jump training for the first jump 
uh, people. We also run tandem jumps for the people who don't want to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what we're doing is we're giving a, a positive atmosphere. So veterans, serving members, and first responders. First responders see the stress every day. And, uh, you know, so what we're going to give them is positive stress. And in a in a militaristic environment. So they're getting this camaraderie, they're getting this brotherhood and sisterhood, and it's just a lot of fun. And I tell you, you know, we have the drop zone set up like a forward operating base, like you'd be overseas. That was the first thing some of the people says, oh my God, I feel like I'm overseas. Mm. And uh, they felt comfortable and they felt comfortable with the staff because we're all military. Right. And, you know, so we've designed everything in a military way. So once they're jumped, uh, training's done. You know, we we celebrate by watching videos, making fun of each other. Uh, then we continue <laughs> jumping. And on the the last day of the fourth day, we have a, an actual military parade. And we have the local uh, elders come out and bless the parade. We jump flags in. We have the Legion pipe and drums drum, um, pipe us out. And then we do a wings presentation. So what you see on my shirt here, we've made that into a set of jump wings. And we present those to everyone. So they're coming... They're getting that military parade. They're getting that sense of accomplishment. And my favorite thing is we had a, a fellow from the Canadian Special Operations Regiment uh, mm -hmm. jump, and uh, he got blown up overseas a couple of times. When he landed on the ground, first thing he said was, I feel like a warrior again. Mm. So the mission was achieved just by listening to that. But seeing the smiles in everybody yeah. and seeing everybody uh, just w uh, open up again, like you know, quite a few people with PTSD show up and they're very withdrawn and quiet. And after day two, they are alive again. And that's amazing. But wow. the really cool thing is, you know, people didn't just come and do one. I was expecting, hey, you know, to do your first jump. People just kept continue continuing to jump. And then we had wives doing it. So at the end of the day, we had a bunch <laughs> oh. of couples that got totally qualified skydiving now they're skydiving couples which is also wow. a huge point right like we can't just take that with a grain of salt because there's so much separation that comes with going into the military with family with your partners and then the mental separation yeah. that happens when you come back and you cannot relate uh to society as we know it like the rest of us mm -hmm. and then you're taking this activity and you're bringing people into it and and having that bonding happening this is incredible impact oh it's massive and that's the element a lot of people forget about is the spouses the spouses yes. where this mission when the when their husbands or wives deploy is stressful and you know i had all these missions my son is in my was in my regiment now he's uh pararescue and as a search and rescue technician and uh, i was supposed to be on the same mission as him in 2008 Obviously, I wouldn't be assigned together. Right. And my wife said, there's no way you two are deploying together. I can't handle it. Mm. And I said, okay, you're right. So I stayed. And then I was a basket case. So it was the first time I got left at home. Left at home. And uh, I tell you, I, I was a basket case. So I don't know how she did it with all, all these years. Right. Wow. That's interesting, too, for you to get a hold of that. Feel what that's like. But what you said going back, it's amazing to think about what this does for people, the, the mental state, the physical, and the camaraderie, and just the relatability. There is just win-win-win all over the place here. It is. And, uh, you know, you find some people like, I don't want to jump out of a plane. I, I said, great. Right. But just show up on day four, 
when we have our big parade and steak dinner and mm -hmm. join us mm -hmm. and meet people you meet new friends like we have people now that never met each other before and now they're going on vacations together so to me that's success for oh, me yes. i have i have uh, pretty bad ptsd and uh so this takes a lot of effort for me some days i can't even get myself out to the drop zone mm -hmm. um so by being there to teach on Pegasus, that's my accountability. I have to go. So that's my mission. But for me, if on a normal day, it can be a beautiful Saturday, I'm going to go, hey, I'm just going to go knock off some jumps. I'm all excited. I wake up in the morning, then I look, then I'm, I, I just can't get out of the house. Right. You know, you so it's a constant, constant battle of, of, of fighting that stuff. Um, yeah. It's, I, I can't put it into words, but, you know, Um, I wanted to say that uh, with Tim Turner, I'm not sure if we lost you really, but the the incredible amount that we get from this, just this conversation about what it really means for an individual, and it could be so different for each individual, but what it really means to go through the impact of being part of the military, coming out of it, and having uh, something like this to channel not just the fun, but everything else military, you know, and just showing up and even the obligation and the accountability part of it, but not just that, being, uh, having the camaraderie, having somewhere to go to and having mm -hmm. an outlet. There's, it's a lot. There's a lot to go. Tim, we're wrapping up with you here. I wanted to say thank you. And is there any last words you want to say about um, just where people can find out information about Pegasus Jump or anything else? Yeah, so you could follow us on Instagram at uh, Operation Pegasus Foundation. Mm -hmm. And our website is going down. Uh, we're just changing providers right now. So uh, in a couple of weeks, it'll be up and running. It'll be Op Pegasus Foundation. Okay. And uh, awesome. you can track us there. Okay. Well, thanks, Tim. Thanks thank for you. sharing. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. And thanks for running something like this. This is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> is it ever? Yeah. And skydiving is, for, for people who loved it the first time, yeah, there's always this rush of wanting to do it again. So this is a wonderful space to do that. We were speaking with retired Sergeant Major Tim Turner, talking to us about Remembrance Day, of course, for that first half of the conversation in relation to uh, the Operation Pegasus Jump Organization. Stay tuned because we have another hour of Kelly and Ramya coming your way. And in that hour, we're talking parenting with Lucia Belafonte. The question is, what do kids wish their parents knew? Also, we're checking in with our friends from W. Ross McDonald School, and we're hearing about unique creations of individual land acknowledgments made by the student. Also, just catching up on how the school is feeling so far. And after the break, we're talking about the Winter Wonderland Market at the Sheraton Hotel in St. John's, Newfoundland with community reporter Kim Thistle. We'll be right back. And Grant Hardy. I'm oh, out of yeah. here. See you tomorrow. Bye, Kels. <laughs> Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.